Leona called yesterday and they had said that um, there were several lesions on Larry Don and things that they weren't sure was going on with his brain and they had immediately sent him to a neurosurgeon and the neurosurgeon was going to do surgery on Monday. Well, nobody really had peace about that and Larry Don wasn't able to speak and so they really prayed that he would have a sound enough mind to be able to communicate what he wanted and... Um, and then they found out that it was just a neurosurgeon. So they requested from the neurosurgeon to see a neurologist. And miraculously, they got that all worked out and they were able to see a neurologist um, either Friday or Saturday. And the neurologist looked at it and he thinks that it's MS, that the lesions on the brain are MS. And so they did a spinal tap right away um, to really rule out MS or to rule in MS. And they're waiting on the results, but he already started the treatment for the MS. And he said even before they got the results, they'd start seeing improvements right away. And Leona said already Larry Don's doing better with the higher steroids and stuff. But um, so they really all feel like that it's MS. And that she said the neurosurgeon the day before had really not been open or whatever. But then the next day she said he was super helpful and was really great to get the neurologist in there. So there's a lot of praise reports on that and no surgery on his brain, they're waiting to see if it's MS and treating the MS. Amen. Father, we just thank you for your goodness mm -hmm. to us. Thank you, Lord, that you promised you've spoken a word over this area that this is a cancer-free zone. We line up with you. We line up with you, God, what you say. Not what man says, but what you say. We just thank you for what you've done already. Continue to do in the hearts and lives of your people. God, we thank you for being able to be in your presence this morning. And we worship you in spirit and truth. Amen. Amen. Would I? We're so thrilled to have Beth with us today. Sean is going to minister inner healing in just a minute. I'm sorry. I'm having a moment. 
tell you, God is good. Amen. And he has the best sense of humor of anybody I know. He just, sometimes he just makes me giggle. You know? And that was free. <laughs> I believe in the blood of Jesus that washes white as snow. I believe in the power of the gospel still makes the broken whole. I believe that the curse of sin was broken when they rolled away that stone. I believe, I believe, I believe. Let's sing that again. I believe in the blood of Jesus that washes white as snow. I believe in the power of the gospel still makes a broken whole. I believe in the curse of sin was broken when they roll away that stone. I believe, I believe, I believe as I bow before you, Lord, I I 
worship you. I will worship you. I will worship you. To the Lamb, I will worship you. I will worship you. I will worship you. Great. 
Isaiah where it says arise and shine for a light has come arise and shine for a light has risen upon you the glory of the Lord has risen the glory of the Lord has come the people sat in a great darkness but now a light has come and shines upon them the light has come the light has come all darkness cannot extinguish the light. It is victorious. It is the winner. It is the one that overrides and overthrows everything. The stone that the builders rejected has now become the chief cornerstone that all things are built on. The thing that was the small stone has now rolled over and destroyed the mountain of darkness. This little thing that leavens has leavened now the whole lump. This small mustard seed has now grown into a great tree. Nothing could stop what it is put into motion. Just like Jesus said to the disciples, don't shut them up even though rocks will cry. What has been set in motion cannot be undone. A light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon us. We thank you, Lord. We release hope over this city. The light has come. Darkness does not win. Darkness is not the winner, but the light has come. Jesus changed everything. Jesus, you changed everything. Jesus, you gave an option. Jesus, you gave an answer. Thank you, Father. Or we just release hope, all sickness, hope over all autoimmune disease, hope over all mental illness, hope all over traumatic situations, hope. Thank you, Jesus. And the darkness cannot comprehend it. We always are on the side of victory. The light is cold, the darkness can't. The light has come. The light has come. Darkness cannot conquer. The light has come. The light has come. The light has come. Darkness cannot conquer. The light has come. The light has come. The light has come. The light has come, darkness cannot conquer. Oh, it cannot conquer. Oh, it cannot conquer. 
something powerful about being one mind and one accord and we know that and I just while Kay was saying that I saw a picture of people being in darkness and like an eclipse the light just begins to start at the edge and begins to roll over the people and I just want us to all picture that in our mind we have the creative ability that God does we have the ability to release on this earth but let's all just get that image in our mind. Those that sat in darkness turn their face, sees the light. They turn and see the light. No matter where they are, they turn and see the light. 
They turn and see the goodness of the Lord. They turn and see the light. They turn and see the light. They turn and see the light. Those that sat in a darkness saw a great light. They turn and see the light. They turn and see the light. I just thank you, Father. There's no limit with you, Jesus. But David said it right. Even if I make my bed in hell, you're there. Lord, that there's many people that have made their bed in darkness, but you're still there, right in the middle of it. We thank you their eyes are open and they see a great light. They see a great light. Arise and shine, the light has come. And his glory is risen upon you. Dawn. 
If I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will reach me. Even there your hand will guide me. There is nowhere I can go. will not be dark to you. Amen. Hidden all around. Even then the darkness will not be dark to you. Hidden all around. The night will shine like the day.
need a mini pearl hat with a price tag. <laughs> We're done now. It was good, wasn't it? <laughs> Praise God. Hmm. What a blessing to have the Rose family with us again. I've been sitting here listening to what God is saying. And he told me, he said, Brent's sitting on a word. He's sitting on a word for us. Well, Thank you. Thank you for my brother. Thank you for the word that you put in him. I ask you, Father, to help him release the word that he's sitting on to us. Amen. I need all the help I can get. <laughs> um, man, it's, I'm glad to be here today. I'm glad to be here at Four Rivers and McAllister with you guys. It's been a little bit, so glad to see you guys are moving along and doing really well. Man, what a what a worship, a time of worship that we just had. Um, I'm not for sure that we really can grasp what what that was about right now uh, that was that was good um beth almost preached what i had today she got close to it so that's what i was going to talk to you today about uh i'm going to be i want to read out of psalms 100 uh we're going to be a little bit probably in the book of matthew and mark the the story of of the birth of christ uh I most of the time don't preach a lot of just Christmas messages, but um, I think this is a season that I've been thinking about the season that we're in, the time that we're in right now, um, and not necessarily just a season. We all have our thoughts of what the season is, but I'm talking about the time between Thanksgiving and, and Christmas that we celebrate Christ. Christmas over the years has taken a huge hit of whether or not we should celebrate it or not, December the 25th. Um, you can, there's all these things of whether or not um, we know, we're mature enough to know that it's not the day that Jesus was, was born on. And um, it doesn't really matter, I don't think, except for the fact that we believe that he was born. Amen? Um, so as you, if you study, as I've studied a little bit on this, and because and, it's funny because... As Beth quoted the scripture, and that's part of, I want to talk a little bit today on Isaiah 9 of those who sat in great darkness have seen a great light. It's talking about the Messiah. That whole chapter is a prophetic, uh, uh, is a prophecy of Christ coming. Um, um, one of the things it says later on is, and of 
the increase of his peace. That doesn't say necessarily the government, but it says the increase of his peace will know no end. From the time Christ was born, peace came into the earth. That was what the angel said. Goodwill, peace unto man, peace unto mankind. And that moment it began to increase and it's ever increasing now. Amen. It didn't stop. It's continuing to grow. It's continuing to move forward. Um, if we look at it from the prophetic understanding of Christ, you will begin to see everything that we've seen over the years and in especially these last few years of what we have to see. The church a lot of times will attack different movements and I and it's 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 it hurts me. I get upset and I have to watch myself, but it really at the end of the day it hurts me to see how Christians respond to what the increase of peace is doing. So one of the things that we have right now is in a lot of people when they use the word, and I've, I, I see a lot of Christians, a lot of ministers, a lot of people who have an influence on social media, they use the word woke culture in a very negative term. And it bothers me, not the fact that it's just, but it's, 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 it's so unchristlike that we begin to use the word woke. Now, there are different aspects of the woke culture of but at the same time, it's coming to the realization that we're living in a time that racism is not allowed. Amen? Amen. Amen. Racism is not allowed. You just can't, you can't, we can't get away with the little remarks, the little things that we've said, the little jokes that we have on the side, these little things. It's just coming to a culture that people are saying that's not okay. And the increase of his peace will know no end. Now, there, I, I agree and I understand there are, when, when certain things begin to happen, there are different agendas that begin to attach itself to certain movements. We have to begin to, as Christian people, begin to look at what agenda that we attach ourselves to. Because what we're about to see here is everybody sees the same thing. Yolanda taught us that, that when a word of God comes, everybody's hearing it. I'll be honest with you, non-Christians hear the same word as we do. But it's how we interpret it. It's how that we begin to hear. That's why Jesus said, those, let those who have ears, let them hear. Not just what the movement is saying, but what is the Spirit saying. So we have to look at that at every single aspect of life. So we have this movement of the woke culture. We have this movement of, uh, of all these different things that's going on, our political realms, the different things that we're seeing. We begin to see there is something that's being said there. There's something across the world right now that is being said. And I believe every moment we as Christians have to be diligent to hear what the Spirit is saying and not what we feel in our flesh that it needs to be said, not what what our agenda that we align with our lives with is saying, but what is the Spirit saying? Because I promise you, no matter where you're at or which side of the coin you're on, eventually your agenda or your the way you align yourself up with, you will have to let go of certain aspects of it to say, I'm going to stay with Christ. 
doesn't matter if you're left, right, top, bottom, whatever it is that you feel like you are, at some point we as humans are going to have to let go of what we think, what we know, what we understand, and begin to say, I don't think it necessarily lines up with the Word of God. And, and the Word of God, I'm going to use the Word of God not necessarily as the Bible as we've interpreted it and we've created it and made it to be, but the Word of God being the understanding that this whole thing points to Christ. And in this moment of the season that we're in, uh, um, Psalms, 90, uh, Psalms 100 says this, uh, verse 1. I'm going to read, it's only, it's only five, five uh, verses here. Make a joyful shout, a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness, come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God, it is he who has made us, and not we ourselves. And we are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and to his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endures to all nations. Now, when we look at, the, at this scripture, we see David is a worshiper, and he is leading us and teaching us how to worship. Uh, I'll, I'll be honest with you, we've taken these scriptures like, enter his courts with praise and thankful, and his gates, his, his, his gates with thanksgiving and courts to praise. And we have these ideologies that if we say them at a certain time and we do a certain thing that we can move God, that we can control God, and at the very nature of that, that is pagan. We, we, we come up with these ideas of, well, we're going to create these keys to do this, and we're going to do this, and we're going to do that. And David's heart was not to tell you, you need to do this, this, and this, turn around, do that, and then you can have God move for you. God has moved for you. God is moving now. His spirit is continually to move. God, there's never been a time that God's not moving. Amen. And so this is David saying, this is how you come in. I want to encourage you. Why would I come into his court, his gates, his court, his gates with thanksgiving? Because he has done great things. Amen. He's not made ourselves, but he created us. Amen. So I come thanksgiving, first of all, just for him making me, just for him creating me. The Bible says before I knew you, I knitted you together in your mother's womb. I created you. You're the apple of my eye. These are the, the scriptures that we have that God created each and every one of us. And he designed us. We are created in his image. Thank you, God, that you created us. Thank you that I have life. The season that we're in between the, the holiday and uh, between thanksgiving and the celebration of the birth of Jesus Christ. Thanksgiving. He says, enter his gates. Come into, come into my gates. Come into the very understanding of me with thanksgiving in your heart. Thanksgiving is a day that has been, it's, it, 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 it's, it's a day of celebration. People tell me now, as a Native American, that I shouldn't celebrate Thanksgiving because of all the atrocities that happened to it. Now, I can stand here as a Native American, healed by the blood of Jesus Christ, saved and created in a new image. I'm not an old man. I am a new creation. So now I have the ability to not ignore what happened, to not put it away and say that didn't happen and to help my people heal. But now because of Christ, 
Christ, I can stand here and say, yes, those things did happen and those are atrocities and we have the power now of the gospel of Jesus Christ to preach and to reach, to, to, to administer healing to a nation and to a group of people. But at the same time, on Thanksgiving Day, I don't choose to look at all the atrocities, but I choose to set a time, a day that I sit down with my family and I look at all the things that God has done for me. He's given me. He saved me. He's healed me. And I can say, God, I am truly thankful. Now let's take it from my culture. God, I'm a Native American. I've been through some things. I've been through some stuff. Our culture has been whatever has happened. But God, I'm thankful that we're still here. I'm thankful, God, that right now in this moment, our voices are not stopped, God. Matter of fact, those voices are coming forward, God. I'm thankful, God, that they're finding these graves, God, of mass of children bringing them. People say, that's atrocity. That's horrible. Yes, it was. But those voices cannot be silenced. That God is revealing it and letting it happen. Why? Because the increase of his peace will not be stopped. It will continue to move forward and it will continue to heal a people, a generation, a nation, and cultures and nations shall come. God, I am thankful. Those that have been, that that the atrocities, and it's not just the Native Americans, it's not just the African Americans, it's not just the Hispanics, but in this day and age, what we're going to see is every culture that there has been atrocities, it's going to come up, and it has to come up. Why? So that it can be healed, so that the increase of his peace will know no end. It will not stop. It will permeate every culture with peace. God, I am thankful as I leave this moment of thanksgiving and I look towards the ultimate gift of the birth of Jesus Christ. So thanksgiving, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. As I begin to see that, his courts with praise, worship. What we've what we seen here, we entered with thanksgiving. We were laughing and, and, and joking when we started worship. It was, it was a blessed time. We enjoyed getting to come and be back with you. And we've laughed. We were back there around the table laughing and, and just having a good time sharing the gospel. We were thankful that we get to see each other again. We were hugging each other, shaking hands, thankful that we get to see each other again. But then we entered into this place with joy. We entered this place because you can't thank God. You can't start thanking God for the things he's done and not get a smile on your face, not get some joy in your heart and not understand, God, I thank you. you did all, everything that you've done, you just, you shine upon me. You, you look upon me. You, you, you bless me every day in and day out. You can get happy. I mean, I can get real happy over that. But then we do that. But then we go into a moment of worship. Man, in that worship that we just came out of, I promise you, they're not having that kind of worship everywhere. That, that, was, that was a throne room kind of worship that we just, we just experienced right here in this time, in this moment. And I begin to see praise. And I'm thinking about whenever Jesus was born. The Bible says that there was a star that shone. It was, it was in the heavens and everybody saw that star. Here it is. Everybody saw it. Different people interpreted it different ways. Everybody was looking to the heavens in that time. 
Everybody was looking at the winter solstice, the summer solstice. If you didn't were pagan or you were Jew, whatever, everybody was looking to the heavens. They were looking to the stars. Why? Because God told the Jews, he said that my handiwork is in the heavens. And they were looking at the handiwork and worshiping God for all the things we do. They've seen for it. What is that star? What is that star there? What, is, what does that one mean? We haven't seen that one before. We've, we've noticed all these stars. We can see Jesus even told them, said, you know when to ship. You know when to sail. You know when not to sail by just looking at the sky. Right? They've been looking. They were saying, what is that star there? And so we see that an angel came to the shepherds. There was shepherds out there. And I love this. And I didn't really recognize this until I started just looking at this this week. Shepherds were in there, they were, they, were, they were doing their thing, and all of a sudden an angel shone to them. Angel came to them and began to, began to talk to them and says, To you this day, a Savior is born. Man, a Savior is born. Now, to the Jews and to shepherds that knew the story, they knew Isaiah 9 immediately. They knew that there will be a son arise with a healing in his wings. They knew that the government, the government will be upon his shoulders and the increase of his peace will not stop, will not end. They knew the scriptures and the understanding of the Messiah. And the angel had this intercourse, this, this, this interaction with them. And what did they do? They worshiped. They begin to praise. Under the same star, we see wise men coming from the east who weren't necessarily Christian by any means that we would know. But here we see two different cultures looking at the same star and something began to draw them. The, the, the shepherds knew something. It appeared to them. It appeared to them and they began to worship because it began to fulfill the prophecy that they'd always had. The, the men from the east seen something and it began to draw them and says, that's a star that we haven't seen. Let's follow that star and see where it, where it leads us. There are many people today in our culture that we as Christians know and we've heard the stories of Jesus. We grew up in church and we received salvation, but there's many people that are outside of the fold right now that are being drawn to that light. They're being drawn to that light. They've been sitting in darkness for a long time. All of a sudden, a light's come on to them and they're going, I don't know what it is, but I'm going to follow it. Now follow me here. The Bible says that when the, 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 when, when the wise men showed up, they had gifts. One was for a king. Man. <laughs> um, uh, one was for a king. One was, was uh, they say one was, uh, I can't remember, for a king, um, for a son, and the last one was one that was going to be buried. One who was about to be buried. And so they begin to, begin to bring these gifts. And the Bible says that they worshipped. I, I was studying some different things. And it said that the shepherds worshipped. Which represented the house of Israel. They began to worship according to what they had known. And the wise men was the first fruits of the Gentiles to begin to worship Jesus Christ. Now let's look at this as I begin to tell you that, that Beth made the statement that Jesus has permeated everything that we know. Christmas has been a, a holiday that can be very, very debated. But I begin to study the early church and begin to find out why, why did we choose December 25th? I'm, 
I'll be honest with you, I, I laugh and say, uh, we don't realize how powerful the kingdom of heaven is when you realize that it literally permeated every culture. We had this idea in our mind that Satan creeped into the church. That, oh, well, that's just a pagan culture. It's creeped into the church. As a matter of fact, Christ overtook the pagan cultures. It depends on how you look at it. We're all sending the same information, but are we kingdom people that knows that the kingdom expansion moves forward and the increase of his peace does not end? Or are we looking at those people that Satan's always attacking us and we're just doing what we can do to stand? No. No. No, that's not, that's, not the, that's not the Bible. That's not the Christ that we serve. That's not the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. That's not the, the, the Prince of Peace who reigns over everything, who's seated at the right hand of the Father. The gospel is ever moving forward. It's ever advancing. You see, he told the disciples, I will give you the keys to the kingdom and the gates of hell shall not prevail against you. Gates, he was talking about the gate there. That gate is a static gate. It's not a movable gate. The gates are not coming against you. What he's saying is, is you will move against the gates of hell. You will move against those gates and they won't be able to keep what they have inside of it because the gates are wide open. All you have to do is preach the gospel. All you have to do is share the gospel. All you have to do is love with the gospel of Jesus Christ inside of you and hell can't do anything about it. <laughs> Amen. Hell can't do anything about it. So, December 25th, according to the pagan calendars and according to the things during that time, as they, the church, begin to, to gather and begin to say, let's have a celebration. People say, well, it was the night that they gathered all the, the, the pagans together. But there was a reason why that they begin to find this moment in December 25th. It was the celebration of their winter solstice. Which means it was, the, it was, on one of those nights, it was the shortest night of the year. Meaning that from that point on, spring and summer was coming on its way. And that's what they celebrated was, it was a, the, the, the ending of darkness. <laughs> it was the ending of darkness. It was the time of the year that darkness was giving way to the light. Amen. And so the church said, the Bible and Christ is in your culture. People say, well, we've got to go look at the roots of that. Look at the roots of it. Where do you think they got it? <laughs> How far do you think that root goes? It all goes back to Christ. It all goes back to people looking for something to worship, and the enemy twisted it a little bit, but they're still looking for Christ, didn't even know it. And the church said, okay, we'll go with that. You want to talk about that? Christ is him who was the light that has come unto the world. Do we not have scripture? Jesus said, I am the light of the world. <laughs> we have scripture that says those who sit in great darkness, those who have been in the summer solstice long enough, the winter solstice, now it is time for spring and for summer. Now it is time for the resurrection, for the growth, for the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ to move forward. It is time 
to enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. It's time to say thank you for bringing us out of darkness and into the glorious light. It's time that we worship you because you are king of kings and lord of lords. We worship you because you have defeated death. We worship you because at the cross uh, the law fell over into grace and the mercy is with us and your truth is everlasting. And the increase of that has no end. And today in 2022 looking towards a 2023 your truth endures to all generations. And the truth is God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. We have hope in this earthen vessel. Woo! We have hope in this earthen vessel. This time and this season, I choose to be thankful for what he's done. For what he's doing and for what he's going to do. I choose to be thankful that I look towards the celebration of, 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 of the birth of Jesus Christ. The very existence, the Bible says, that he, he told him, he says, you will give a child he will, and you will call him Emmanuel. God with us. Woo! Jesus said, I'll never leave you or forsake you. I will go with you even until the ends of the earth. Today, we are a powerful, powerful people. Why? Because we have a God that loves us. There's a, the, the, the ancient church says that God, the only lover of mankind. Woo! He loved us so much. He loved us so much that he was willing from the very beginning of time heard a, a man say, made a statement. He says, forgiveness is prior to repentance. And when he created man, God created him knowing, I'm willing to forgive him. <laughs> I'm willing to forgive him. And that is the message. That is the story that we have. And the beginning of that story is the birth of Jesus Christ. The beginning of that story is Mary saying, let it be unto me according to your word, Lord. The beginning of that story is Mary saluted Elizabeth who had been shut up because she was afraid her baby was dead. She was carrying something dead. And as soon as Mary saluted her, the Bible says the baby in her jumped with joy. It was filled with the Holy Ghost, filled with the Holy Spirit. I, think, I can't remember, one of the, I think it was Matthew called it that holy thing that was inside of Mary. Didn't even have a name for it. Yeah, we, we couldn't even define it. It was just holy. It was just there. But is that not what we carry is that not the description of, of, of Christianity, that we carry something alive inside of us, that when we come in contact, we say hi, we slap hands, we bump fists, whatever it is, our presence, and we bring it into a place that those things, those dreams, those lives, those things that God has inside of people who think there is no hope, this is dead, it's gone, and we salute them, we, 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 we love them, we share the gospel with them, and that stuff begins to jump, and it begins to leap, and it begins to come alive. We say, as, as, as Kay spoke over McAllister, as Beth spoke over McAllister, we say, come alive dreams that are dead. Come alive gifts that have been, have been broken, have been dead. Come alive lives that have been dead and begin to jump and begin to leap 
with joy, thanksgiving and praise. God, we choose today to enter into your courts with thanksgiving and uh, your gates with thanksgiving and your courts with praise. And we leave today, we leave this place with the joy of the Lord in our heart because it is the strength that you've given us, the joy of knowing that you first loved us, God. Whew. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to read this last part of it again. Verse 4. Actually, I'm going to read the whole thing. <laughs> Verse 1. Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Whew. Know that the Lord, he is good. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves, Lord. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. What did David say about that? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Verse 4. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. His truth endures to all generations. Well, we thank you, Lord. I just want to pray over us for a moment. We thank you, Lord. And we worship you today, God. Thank you that your truth endures to all generations, God. Well, that means that my generation has truth, God, but also my kids' generation, Lord. That truth still stands. And from here on forward, it's still standing, God. But we thank you because you are good to us. You are so good to us, God. And God, we thank you for this moment that we're able to just worship you and enter to your courts and enter into your gates today, Lord, of thanksgiving and, and worship and praise. Thank you that you've spoken to us, God. Before I ever picked up a microphone, God, you've already spoken to hearts and to minds and you've healed today, God. God, you've healed today, God. Lord, we come into this place, God, and we leave healed. We leave whole, God. We leave full of joy because you are good. And that's the kind of thing that you do, God. Lord, we thank you, God, for the words that were declared over McAllister today, God, over Southeast Oklahoma today, God. We thank you for the churches that are making declarations, that are preaching the gospel, God. And Lord, we know that those words will not return to you void, God, but it will go and accomplish the very thing that it was sent to do, God. We thank you, God, Lord, though that that sun has risen with healing in his wings, God. We thank you, Lord, that the increase of your government, God, that it is on the shoulders of Jesus Christ. Christ and the increase of his peace it will know no end God and God there is peace being being made God peace in the hearts of men God healing for nations God healing for nations God healing for cultures healing for people for for for, for people all across the world God not just McAllister but the world today God God you are a great big God Lord and God we thank you for doing what you're doing, God, in our lives, the lives around us, God. And God, we thank you for what you're going to do. Lord, because your word says, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has it entered into the hearts of man what the Lord has prepared for us, God. What the Lord has prepared for McAllister, for Southeast Oklahoma, God. Lord, we haven't even scratched the surface, God. Lord, we can't even comprehend it, God. God, I pray that you continue to give us as Christians, as a people, God. God, give us the ears to hear 
what the Spirit is saying, God, in this day and in this time, God. And God, in this season, as we move towards a celebration for the birth of Jesus Christ, God, Lord, that we continue to have compassion in our heart. God, the love of Christ, let it, be, let it fuel us. The Spirit of God rising up inside us to give us boldness, God. And God, we thank you. And let this be a season of reflection and thanksgiving. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, prepare the way of the Lord. Huh? Uh, I think that's what we studied last week. Father, you're so good to us. <laughs> is, you're incomparable. Nothing compares to you, O oh God. Your goodness, your love toward us. There is nothing that can separate us from you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for Jesus, your son. Swinging wide the gates, Lord. Swinging wide. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. It sure is a nice place to be, isn't it? We rejoice in your presence, Lord. It is good to be in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen.
Father, we have just heard from you the word peace. And we come with peace this morning. We speak peace over this family. And uh, Ruby's nephew, right? What's his name? His name's Stephen. Stephen. Father, just this family, we just pray for the peace of God to come and to settle in in this difficult time, God. Hallelujah. Thank the Lord that I think by Wednesday Ruby will be through with all of her treatments. Amen. Thank the church for all the prayers. What am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. <laughs> Okay, I'll wind it down. I'll bring it down. I'll land it. I thought we landed already. <laughs> uh, well, while Brent was um, ministering, you know, the thought that we've been staying on we've since we've been gone, but even when we were here before, it's just Jesus is among us, and he is present, and... We're not trying to pull him down, grab him down, get him down. He's here among us. And it's the same for the ones out there. He's there among them. And um, I, I just, I've just been leaning into, Lord, how, if, if, if it feels hard, then I'm, I'm doing too hard. 
because he's easy. And he said, come learn of me. I'm meek and lowly. And my yoke is easy and my burden's light. And it means he had no ego. He wasn't trying to prove anything. He wasn't trying to create anything or make anything out of himself or um, be self-preserved. He's like, I'm meek and lowly. Learn and be like me. And it's just, when I think we're making it hard, it's easy. And, you know, one of the things that I've really been focused on is healings in the midst of you. And it's something that he has been kind of leaning on me that I don't have yet because it's too easy, if you know what I mean. <laughs> you know how things are so simple, you're just like, yeah, yeah. And you just kind of don't eat it and grab it and take it in. But for, for about a year now, he's been talking to me of, you have healing in you. You have the ability in you. Your body is an, an amazing creation. And I do notice how we, we maybe talk about the book of Psalms and say, you know, you're fearfully and wonderfully made, but then we're like, well, I don't know why my legs hurt. And, you know, then we, we're fearfully and wonderfully made. We're this intricate body, and it's not against us, and it's not trying to come against us. It's doing its job, and it has a job to do, and the Lord works through us. And if Jesus is in us, and he's the healer, it's all inside of us. And it comes from within, because that's where he lives. And, you know, I just... Staying in that realm of rest, of healing is within me. I've had an issue with my leg, like my knee is out of whack, or you know how it is with legs, you don't know if it's your hip, your knee, your foot, you don't know, it's something. The whole thing just feels crazy. And I've just been going like, oh, I don't know why it's hurting. Oh, it's bothering me. Oh, Lord, help with this pain. But I never just go, healing is in the midst of me. I'm going to rest because it's there. And I, as I was sitting there, it started hurting. And I was like, oh, this dumb leg. <laughs> the Lord's like, healing's in the midst of you. And I'm like, okay, it's so simple. Give me 10 prayers to pray. Like Brent said, we like having something to do. We don't like to just rest. That's been something this church and us have been on a journey on for years. Just rest. It is finished. Healing's in the midst of us. And so that's just kind of what he was saying with what Brent was preaching. Arise and shine. It's already happened. And all this should be easy. If it's getting too complicated, it's because we've humanized it. And we've made it hard. Healing has come. It's in the midst of us. We're not trying to conjure it or bring it around or do the right songs, the right method. It is inside of us with Christ. And so we just speak that in closing. Any ache and pain that you have in here, any allergy, any symptom, any old injury... Anything that we're experiencing, it is Jesus' will that we walk in absolute pain-free perfect health. Not tolerable health, not good enough health, not health that's pretty good for our age, but pain-free health. Because he created our body to be healed. We have organs, we have bone structure, we have an endocrine system, a nervous system, cells and red blood cells that are constantly working and doing their job, and he made it to run and do its job. 
and he knows everything that's out of place, everything that needs handled, everything that needs strengthened. And I thank you, Lord, that you've given us the wisdom to listen to you, to know our body, to know the gift that you've given us, because it is not your will that it decays and falls apart, but you said your will was life and life abundantly. Not life to get by, but abundant life. And so I thank you, Lord, that we don't have to settle with ache and pains. We don't have to settle with any kind of depression or lows. We don't have to settle for allergies and sinus problems and constant issues. We have healing in the midst of us. Inside of us. And just like a broken bone will mend itself back together... I thank you, Lord, healing is within us. It cannot help but be whole. Just like a cut will begin to mend and make a scar and new tissue, our bodies cannot help but walk in healing. Because you are with us and you made us to operate this way. And we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for absolute healing and health in the inside of us. In Jesus' name, amen.